0: All right, I, I told you I was sick of the other jingle. <laughs> There's a new one. I just wanted to have a little fun. If you hate it, it's only seven seconds. I hope that's a good change. This is JC on the You Made New pa- Podcast. Hello, episode 21. And um, I'm excited to dive into a two part one for the next couple. I'm going to upload them on the same day. Let's just go there because this is what's been happening. Ever since my last episode on unlearning, I hope you listened to it. If you didn't, this one might not make as much sense. But ever since I recorded that, I've been really like thinking, okay, you know, a lot of the episodes that I've created are actually on the things that the Lord has helped me unlearn with my body image. We've gone way into that, um, with food, comfort, eating, um, addiction to food, all of that has been a process of unlearning. Um, So you've heard a lot about my personal journey and, and what that's looked like as I've tried to take apart and deconstruct those old patterns and leave the Lord room to build something new on that clear foundation. So what I've been thinking is, you know, what am I unlearning right now? Like what, what have been the things lately that he has been dealing with? Cause I am, I am sure for the rest of my life, this is going to be a process. There's always going to be something. And so I really, for about a day, I was thinking, you know, what is it? I mean, not necessarily to to record a podcast out of it. I just was thinking, what have I been going over in my mind and what's been the common theme in my study? And it, it came with clarity and I thought, oh yeah, that's it. So guess what we're going to talk about? <laughs> I just thought it might be cool to share. Um, this is what I am grappling with right now in my own personal heart, in my own learning And I'm going to call it a case of the shoulds and I'll explain what I mean. And again, we're going to do a part one, part two, but let me start with an example. I, we just got brand new insurance. My husband has a new job and so we have to sign up for the new insurance and they want you to take a health assessment, which is always funny for me because I'm a health coach. And so here I was answering all these questions and at the end, they create a report for you on how well you're doing. And it. it, It was, it was funny. It almost felt like the report of shame. Like, here's all the areas where you don't measure up. Here's all the percentages. Here's the numbers that you gave. And here's all the, where it should be. The shoulds. You should be sleeping this much. You should be eating this much fruit and vegetables. You should be getting this much exercise. You know, you should be drinking this much water. You even should be using this much sunscreen. I mean, it was, it went over everything, And even though my, I mean, my assessment wasn't that bad. I just sat there and thought, man, we are told so many shoulds when it comes to our health and wellness. Like you should do this. You should do that. Like news reports, articles, teachers, books everywhere. Dr. Oz TV, like everyone's telling us what you should do to be healthy. And again, we talked in an earlier episode about, you know, who are you listening to? Who are you letting in your head? But some of those shoulds just slip in. They just slip in our mind and automatically become part of our to-do list. We just adopt it because we heard it and we didn't really assess and we didn't really think. And the other problem is a lot of them sound pretty good, right? Do this, do this, do this, this much fruit and vegetables and this much exercise has to be this many minutes a week and has to be this much water. surely you'll be dehydrated if you don't. you know the, the advice we we gather that seems to be based on good solid science and people that know what they're talking about. And so we add it to our list of shoulds. And I want to be very careful like I'm not saying throw out the list. That's not going to be this podcast theme. but I was thinking about how overwhelmed we get. And I've heard the same thing as I've coached with people in the clinic that are like, "You know what? It's just way too overwhelming." And so, even baby steps, you're like, "You know what? Never mind. I'm just going to McDonald's. Like, I can't. It's too much." We just can get really overwhelmed really easy, especially when we meet someone that goes heavy on the shoulds, like really puts the pressure on about how far, how much we're not measuring up, and how we're going to die early death and how our health is so terrible. And granted, maybe some of those things are true and changes do need to be made, but I, I want to take issue with the shoulds with that list. And I'm going to do that by telling you a couple of stories of my learning and where that's come from. And then how I think the Lord plays a part in this. I remember years ago when I was trying to, to change my diet I was studying some different things, and, and in one book, I read about um, Weston A. Price, who is a dentist that lived back in the early 1900s, and he became convinced that um, it was the standard American diet that was causing all the dental problems in all the people, the children especially, all these these issues, and he was convinced it was diet-related. So he actually gave up his practice and traveled the world and tried to find all the indigenous cultures or tribes or peoples that he could find that had not been affected by modern food and by that he meant like vegetable oils processed food processed flour all of that sugar and he found quite a diff- different or many different um, cultures that fit that criteria And so he, he's reported his, his, uh, findings. He's written a whole book. I haven't read it, but I've studied him a little bit. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying he, this or that about his findings. It, what I did, um, resonate with is he reported that every culture that he found that had not been exposed to modern processed food, um, no heart disease, no stroke, no cancer, You know, no, none of those modern diabetes, any of that, they didn't have any of that. Not only that, but their teeth were perfectly formed. (laughs) And so, but this is the craziest part that really stuck with me is he started to talk about all the different diets that these different cultures ate because they lived in different parts of the world. And back then in the early 1900s, they couldn't get access to fruits and vegetables and they, they all had different local diets. And as long as they weren't processed and stripped of their nutrients and man-made, if it was just the original, I mean, even the Eskimos who lived on like whale blubber and I know don't gross out, but that's just what they had. That was their protein source. But he reported that there were a lot of different, wonderful local diets made of whole foods that people survived on. There wasn't just one diet. He found as long as it was what I like to call God food, the way God made it. They, the people were doing great. But what struck me as I read it was, JC, you're oh, trying to obey all these shoulds in your brain because we get fed them. Because we do have access to every kind of food now, right? And so everyone's come up with a list of how many servings and how many this and how many that because it's all available to us. And you have to have this. And this is the healthy one size fits all diet for everyone. And I just haven't found that to be true, not in my clinic. I mean, one, um, program that we put one patient on, the next patient did terribly on it. Their body responded in, in, in a much different way. I, I don't believe anymore that one size fits all with diets. And you look at that through Dr. Price's research. The Eskimos did fine without seven to 10 servings of fruit and vegetables every day. They were okay. And so it, what it did for me was calm down the shoulds On my list, and and refocus to where it was like, JC, just make the goal whole food as much as possible, as much as possible, and then just go off of what you like, what works for your family. It might not be five to seven servings of this and ten servings of this, and this many calories and this many macros. Just let it be a faith based, spirit led process where I quit listening to the shoulds and let the Lord guide what kind of diet works for my body. Um that is what I'm still unlearning is I'm so influenced by that should list in my head. Mainly it's so easy to just flood ourselves with shame and guilt that we're not living up to that list. Again, the minute I filled out the health assessment and saw my list, the few areas that was like oh, oh. I mean, this is the funny thing. I work in a wellness clinic where my boss has talked to me about the sunscreen and how the possibility is that the toxins and chemicals in the sunscreen can be more dangerous for you than the sun is. I'm not saying who's right. I just, I've heard both arguments. And so it was funny that my health assessment was chastising me for not using enough sunscreen. I should have it on the minute I walk out the door all the time. And I'm hearing from another health authority in my life that says, don't touch that stuff. <laughs> so can you see why these shoulds can be so dangerous? And so after reading that, reading that health um, assessment, I just thought, you know what? I'm not going to let this affect the shoulds. It's just someone's opinion on what I should do. It's just a piece of paper. It's just a report someone made up for me. This is not truth for me. There is only one source of truth. Now, are some of those things maybe God's truth for me? Yes. Maybe the amount of water that I'm being told to drink is exactly what the Lord knows my body needs. And, and I'm not saying throw it all out. I just, the shoulds can be so dangerous. Let me give you an even more um, personal story of why they just get so overwhelming and how it can shut us down and keep us from really being free in the area of health and wellness. I, uh, was mostly a stay-home mom for a lot of years. I had seven kids and, you know, just had my plate very full. And so I I never worked. And, and, um, but the last couple of years I've, I did. I went to work and, and have been, um, in a very active job where I'm on my feet and walking miles <laughs> during my shift. But when I first went from being a stay-home mom to working those kind of hours and those kind of long shifts, it was overwhelming my body. Like I was, I was tired. <laughs> and I had been an, avid exerciser, like for years, that was just something I loved. I've always loved to move and it just made me feel good. And then I started the, this job and, and it, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Like I, I had to be there early, so I couldn't wake up even earlier. I was so tired and adjusting to this new schedule. And then when I came home, I mean, I just had stuff that I had to do and I was tired again and I could not find a way to fit an exercise. I was really getting um, frustrated because I love to do it. And I, I was actually being very prayerful about it and really got the strong feeling from the Lord. He said, you know what? You're going to have to let, just let this go for now. I will, I will sustain your body. You're being active in your job right now. Don't worry about that. That was the answer. And this is the funniest part is my new job was as a health coach. (laughs) I'm the health coach and I'm like, I stopped exercising when I, I mean, every once in a while I was able to pull, pull out a favorite video or, or do a program, you know, go for a walk. But for the most part, I did not exercise on the level that I had previously. I just, it was, it was too much. My body could not, could not handle it. I I'm in a season now where my hours have changed a little bit and, um, I'm more used to the pace of the job and I'm able to add a little more. And so it's shifted again. But if I had just obeyed the shoulds, what would I have done as I started that job? I just would have felt guilty, guilty, guilty all the time. I need to be exercising more. I need to be, how am I going to fit it in? It just would have, um, driven me nuts and stole my peace and made me feel bad about myself and my, I'm just not able to keep my stuff together. I, I should work harder. I should do more where the Lord brought me peace. JC, your plate is full. Here's what I want you to keep on your plate. Here's some things I don't want you to stress about for now. They can be set aside. We'll get back to them at a different season of life. But for right now, breathe, take it off your should list. Just take it off. And it was the most wonderful feeling to just feel him say that. So I didn't feel like I was just letting stuff go, but he was reassuring me saying, it's okay. You just, you've been given a lot. Just do what you can. It's all right. It's going to be enough for now. It made me think of the scripture in Matthew 11 where, um, let me open this on my, on my laptop so I don't quote it wrong, where we know this one, don't we? Matthew 11, 28 through 30. We know this so well. We love this, this passage. Come unto me, all ye that label labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon, upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls for my yoke is easy And my burden is light. Could some of the things that we're burdened by or heavy laden by be our should list? Is it maybe time to unlearn some of the things we've done to ourselves or allowed our culture to talk us into again, not saying that every voice we hear is bad. I, some of those shoulds are, are the Lord pointing us to a truth. For me, uh, he put a sugar addiction expert in front of me and said, you listen, this is definitely what you should do right now. <laughs> but there's a thousand shoulds coming at us from every direction. And sometimes they conflict and sometimes it's one guy versus the other guy. What do I do? Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest from the heaviness of the shoulds. And so what I'm doing in my unlearning right now is I'm mentally having to watch myself and I am trying to catch my moments of shame where I'm shaming myself. That, that voice that starts to say, oh, JC, you're not doing this. You're not doing that. You're not good enough. You're not. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying to make a judgment on those moments. I'm just looking at them and, and trying to assess where that shame came from. If it's something that truly needs repentance, then I want to pay attention but if it's a should that I've allowed to slip on my list unnoticed and then I'm shaming myself over it and it's not something the Lord, I've even let the Lord help me assess then I don't need to live under that shame. And a lot of those things I have turned over to him and said, I just, I can see I'm shaming myself about this. Is this something that's important in my life? Because this is the key about our shoulds. If it comes from the Lord The special part about it is if he wants that to happen in your life, he's going to empower us through his grace to be able to do do it. Yes. That power is going to come. If it's important in our lives, he's going to give us the desire and the motivation, the energy, the strength, the ability to make that thing happen in our lives. But if we're sitting here with all this guilt, like I just can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't, I can't. It's either number one, we haven't turned it over him, but number two, maybe it's because we're not supposed to be putting that on our list and he would rather we let it go. And that is how we find rest. That's how we, we can finally be able to just reach a point where we're not overwhelmed by this whole health and wellness. Let him make our should list and let everything else go. I was sitting with a patient the other day. We always, um, We just take measurements and, you know, when we're starting with a new patient in the health or the wellness visits, we have a scale that they get on and women hate it without fail. Every woman gives me grief over, like, I hate this part. And I'm like, I know this is our culture has done this to us. It's not fair, but the scale reads the person's BMI, which is their body mass index, which is it's great, little, wonderful. I'm being sarcastic chart. That the government has come up with that says, if you're this height, your weight should be in this range or you are overweight, you're in trouble. And I hate the BMO charts because it's one of the greatest big shoulds that shoved in our face. If you're this height, you should weigh this weight. And I hate it because it's not true. Body frames are different. Body composition is different. Genetics are different. You can be healthy at a lot of different weights. But I can't tell you here I am in the wellness clinic, you know, writing down their little BMI and sending them home and it gives the little chart and I, I'm sorry, but I'll tell them like, you know, I know the scale gave you that, but I'm not as concerned about that as I am about other things. It's just a number and let's not get all worked up over that again. I don't want to send my patients home with a new list of shoulds. (laughs) And we talk about that, about intuitively listening to their inner voice and knowing, okay. What changes do you know that you need to make right now? And what are you feeling drawn to do? What kind of changes? You know, we talk about that and try to talk I mean, if they're not Christian or, um, don't believe in God, then we'll, we'll take a different approach, but if they do, boy, we talk about that inner voice, that spirit led voice where they can know what their shoulds are and then be given the power and the strength and the self-control to do those things. So it shouldn't be a burden at all. Our should list should not be a burden and there should be no shame in it. Right? If we're taking it to the Lord if we're allowing him to tweak that list and then asking him for the grace to be able to apply that thing in our life, despite the many other things on our list, help me, help me do that. The shame should evaporate and the guilt that we're not doing enough. It, it should just all balance because the things that aren't needful have fallen out of our lives and the things that are, he's, he's helping us do. I... I don't know. Maybe it was a bit repetitive from some of the other ones, but this is my unlearning for this week. Unlearning the shame, looking at the shame and why I'm doing it to myself and where it's coming from, and then assessing it and taking it to the Lord and allowing Him to release that burden. Um, I also, as I close, I I just want to throw out there: I have had an interesting week. I finally decided a couple of days ago to cut the price of my online classes in half. I it's funny. <laughs> I've been given a lot of advice and counsel on how to price those classes as a coach. But you know what? I'm kind of done with all that. I I just cut it and I'm going to leave it there. And I just more than anything want to make it accessible. That content in those classes revolutionized my life. And it's content that I had a hard time finding anywhere else for someone to teach me how the Lord could be part of all of this and how he could have a say on my body image and how he could teach me um, about his fullness, finding fullness in him rather than food. I mean, that's my satisfied class. Those classes are huge to me because they changed my life. And so I just decided to slash those prices, just leave them there. They're there. You can find the link through my website. You just go to courses and just made that hopefully more accessible. So more can, can enjoy that. And find freedom. I just want so much for, um, all of us to not live under these burdens when we don't have to, when there is freedom in Christ, but we're sometimes just not sure how to find it. And so I just want to be a voice of one that says, I found it and here's what it looks like. And here's how you get there. Um, so I hope this podcast has blessed your life. Join me for two for a part two of this. Our shoulds are going to go in a different direction in the next one. So join me, um, in a second, I'm going to just record these back to back. So turn it on when you're ready. I hope um, both of these parts will bless your life. Have a great day.